Merriam-Webster defines peace as freedom from civil disturbance and freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts and emotions. As we look around the world today, we can see that we have anything but peace. We have the opposite of peace. And yet in the midst of panic, in the midst of perilous times, the word of God offers us peace. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking today about the peace of God and how you can have it reign in your heart this holiday season and throughout the new year. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, I am really focused as you know, you heard me talk about last week, uh, the fact that I think we need to learn how to rest in this country. Uh, Certainly we need to, as mothers, learn how to lean into the peace of God that passes understanding that allows us to say, hey, we don't have to, we can, we can actually cease our striving. The Bible has a lot to say about the topic of peace because wherever God is, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's peace. Peace is a fruit of the spirit. And the opposite is self-evident where there is enmity, where there is envy, where there is strife, where there is self-love, there is, wait for it, the devil. And that's what we see all over the country, all over the country, the culture actually, and around the world right now. And uh, I've, I've been learning how to worry less and lean into the joy of the Lord more. Remember, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not dependent on your circumstances. So no matter what's going on in your life, you can still have joy when you interact with other people. You can still have joy in your life with your children. It's so important, men and women, that we learn how to embrace what God says is true so that our lives to the world are encouraging, especially those around us, and not discouraging them. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. He trusts in you. I think when we when we are panicking, you know, listening to, I have a friend who listens to, you know, YouTube videos all the time. YouTube videos for the news, YouTube videos for, you know, that's where she gets her news. That's where she gets her current events. That's where she gets the weather. Well, as it turns out, it's causing a tremendous amount of anxiety. And I think sometimes as parents, and I have certainly been guilty of this, where I will absorb what's happening. For example, I'm absorb, you know, it's easy for me to absorb what's happening in Gaza right now and to, to watch what is going on uh, in the Middle East and start to get worried and panic and fret about it. And then I look at my paycheck and it's less than it used to be because, you know, taxes and gas prices are up and there's unrest in the schools and so much is happening. Well, I can easily take that burden that I am feeling and put it on my children. And a long time ago, I remember one of my kids, I can't remember um, how old she was at the time, but one of my, my teenagers said to me, mom, this is the world that I'm growing up in. And I feel so discouraged about it just by listening to you talk about how bad the world is that I'm wondering, you know, what's even the point? And it really, I mean, I'll tell you what, you guys, that that really struck me because I thought I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that their mom never was at peace. And it's part of the reason why I told you guys the other day, I think the uh, the holidays, Thanksgiving in particular, and obviously Christmas, very important for our families to lean into the peace of the Lord and remind them of what really matters and why we're doing what we're doing. The Bible says that we can have peace in the midst of the storm. Jesus said in John 14, verse 27, 
peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. It's something he freely offers. He says, I don't give it to you as the world gives. So don't let your heart be troubled and don't let your heart be afraid. And we can teach our children and learn ourselves how to operate in the perfect peace of God by simply being in his word as often as we can. The Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 17, that the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. I often think back to the story of Corey Tenboom. Of course, you guys have heard me talk about her before on the show, but it was her family that was uh, helping many of the Jews that lived in Holland and they were hiding them in her father's uh, watch shop. And eventually, of course, she was tattled on by a neighbor. Boy, we saw this in COVID, didn't we? She was tattled on by a neighbor and uh, the Nazis arrested her entire family. She was sent to a Nazi concentration camp where most of her family perished. And her sister, Betsy, uh, who was arguably, you know, Corey's best friend, she said to Corey, when she realized Corey was getting angry, she said, why are you so angry? And Corey was like, well, of course I'm angry. Look what's happening. Look where we are. We're in this lice-infested uh, concentration camp. People around us are dying. We have no idea how anyone in our family is doing. Our father is probably dead. You're dying because Betsy, of course, if you've read the story, you know that Corey's sister did die uh, in that concentration camp. And she said, Corey, there is no pit that's so deep that God's love isn't deeper still. And she reminded Corey that joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Joy is the unmistakable sign of the word of God and the peace of God living in your life. That's why we can have peace in the midst of a storm. That's why when we get that bad news or we get that phone call or we get the paycheck and it's not what we needed it to be or whatever it was, we can know that God has all things under his control and we can be at peace. Jesus said he came and told us all of these things about himself, about things that were and things that are and things that are to come so that we could have peace. He said, I've spoken these things to you that in me, you might have peace. In the world, you will have trouble, right? The King James says you will have tribulation. But then he says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. As I think about where we are headed uh, in the United States, certainly. And I look ahead to the to the elections, and I've told you guys before. I feel as I'm as I'm getting older, and I am easily I can be discouraged by just the amount of garbage in the culture. I was driving into the studio this morning, and I got behind a couple of school buses, and I got to tell you guys, uh, I am I'm so it makes me sad. I I see these beautiful little kids, you know. Their moms drop them off in their minivans and then they, you know, they're they're going back to their houses or whatever. And we've outsourced our parenting to people who don't know God and are teaching our kids uh, ideas that are patently false. And it's as if we're just on autopilot and I'm sitting in my car and I'm watching, you know, because I'm stuck behind the school bus. I lovingly refer to him as the moving stop sign. So like every 30 feet, we're stopping again. So that another, you know, another set of parents can outsource the education of their kids to the state. And that's really what it is. And I can really get uh, worked up about it because I know that uh, the Bible says that 
students will be like their teacher. And so I'm watching these kids and I'm going, who's teaching these kids? Well, I guarantee you the parents don't know who it is most of the time. Some of them do, but most of them don't. And it totally frustrates me. But then I remember the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then what is the result of that? Well, it's simply this. The peace of God, which surpasses understanding, the Bible says, will guard, will protect, will sustain, will hold your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is why we can have peace in the midst of panic. That is why we can have peace no matter what is happening around us. It's peace, which is a fruit of the spirit that comes from the Lord. Is this something that you would say is characterizing your life? Would people say that you are someone who demonstrates the fruit of the spirit, this joy, this peace in the midst of whatever's happening in the world around you? I don't know about you, but that's what I want to be known for. I want to be known for someone whose life is marked by joy and peace, remembering that it is not dependent on my circumstances. This time of year, I often think back to my own childhood and my grandparents and the impact that they had in my life as a young girl. And my grandmother was very well known for her love for the book of Revelation. You guys have heard me say that before. She loved studying the end times. I'll tell you what, if grandma was alive right now, that woman would be parked on her front porch going, what chapter of Revelation are we living in today? She loved the Lord. And she knew that one day, the Lord is going to come back and take her to be in heaven with him. And if he didn't come back and she died, she would be instantly with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so she had this incredible peace and she poured her life into the lives of people that were around her. And they made a tremendous difference. In my grandparents' later years, they uh, they worked at a retirement village, well, appropriately called the village. It was a retirement community where everyone kind of lived in their own little houses, but there was a chapel in the middle of this community. And my granddad was a pastor there really until the last several years of of their lives when they could no longer uh, do the work that the Lord had put on their hearts for so many years. And I remember my granddad going to this little church and it was all these, you know, really, I mean, really these older people, like in their nineties, going to this little church service and my granddad would sing hymns and and they there's probably 50 or 60 people in this service every time I went. I tried to go as often as I could on Sunday nights because my grandparents loved to have us sitting in church with him. And I remember one time in particular when Jay and I were very young and I'm I'm sure this is before our first daughter was born. But we were sitting in church and a lot of those people, I mean this is a, you know, keep in mind this is a retirement community. A lot of those people their ears weren't working real good anymore. They certainly were having a hard time singing. That's uh, and and Jay and I we could not stop laughing because <laughs> the sounds. I mean, it was a it was a joyful noise, but it was a noise. It was not really melodious. <laughs> but all of these, you know, all these uh, older people singing. And I remember my grandmother looking at Jay and I, you know, trying trying not to you know uh, laugh too hard and just saying, "What do you think this sounds like when the when it hits the ears of God? What do you think God hears?" And I'll tell you, I had to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't think the Lord was upset with me for laughing because it was pretty funny. But the point was, is that everything that we do, everything that we say, every aspect of our life somehow reaches the ears of the Father. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And what would you say when he looks down at me as I'm parenting my children, or I'm doing homeschooling, you know, teaching, I'm doing geography with Sailor this year. We're studying, oh my gosh, you guys, we are, we are studying the, uh, the, the geography of the entire world right now. And I'm realizing I have a lot to learn. And I wonder what the Lord hears when he hears me instructing Sailor. Does he hear a mom who's resting in him? Does he hear a woman who is intent on passing on the truth of the word of God to my daughter, everything that I am doing? Every word that I say, it is translated into heaven and God hears it. And I want the Lord to see that I am resting in the peace that he says he offers to us in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Remember, we've talked about this before on the show, to be set apart. What does it look like to be set apart in this day and age? Well, I think it looks like, first of all, we cling to what we know is true. That's found in Romans, cling, the Bible says, to what is good. But when Hebrews says, make every effort to live in peace and to be holy, to be set apart, our lives to look different, without holiness, says, no one will see the Lord. Our lives should be marked by repentance, by the fruits of the Spirit, and God offers that to us in his word. So if you're struggling to find peace this season, I want to encourage you back to where God says it's found. It's found in the work and person of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 11, uh, starting in verse 28, you guys have all heard this before, but I'm going to read it to you again because somebody needs to hear it today. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy, Jesus said, and my burden is light. Notice that he doesn't say, you'll find rest for your soul as long as everything's cool on the news. Notice he doesn't say, I will give you rest uh, by healing whatever is, is bothering you. No. He says that his yoke is easy. It's still a yoke. You guys remember, I mean, you, you're, some of you are old enough to have watched Little House on the Prairie, so we know what a yoke is, right? This piece of wood that would yoke these two oxen together and they would pull the plow. And here's the Lord of Heaven's army saying, listen, I I will take one half of this yoke. I will take it. And what would it look like if little old Heidi St. John is partnered with the Lord of Heaven's armies? Well, if he's on the other side of that yoke, that's why he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light because he'll carry it. God wants to carry it for you. So if you're struggling with your children right now, if you're struggling financially, if you feel overwhelmed and discouraged by what you hear on the news, if you're like me and you follow a school bus in the morning on your way to work, and you wonder what in the world is going on in this country, take it before the Lord. Jesus said he wants to help you with it. Colossians 3.15, we are called to let the peace of Christ rule. That means be preeminent to rule in our hearts. As believers, we should be known for having peace in our hearts. You know what the result of peace is, you guys? The result of you being at peace in your heart, being content in your heart, the result is joy. The result is saying, I can be at peace no matter what happens around me because God is always at work. The Lord is on his throne and he is working his timetable out. 
And we need to, as men and women who have opportunity to influence those around us, A, remember what is our jurisdiction. We can't do anything about uh, Joe Biden and his dementia. We can't do anything about that. What can we do something about? We can do something about training our children in righteousness. We can do something about encouraging our neighbors. We can do something about uh, walking in right relationship with the Lord so that we can hear his voice and respond in obedience. We're going to be studying the book of Esther at the Faith That Speaks community and MomStrong International for the month of January. And I'm telling you what, you guys, leaning into that woman's life is such a reminder that whether you're male or female, God calls us to courageous obedience. He calls us to peace in the midst of panic. You can't think straight when you're when you're not at peace. Ever lost your child in the grocery store, right? That adrenaline that sort of floods your your spirit and all of a sudden you can't think straight anymore. It's because we're not leaning. We we've we've lost our ability to reason in that moment. This is how I felt when my daughter was hit by a car the other day uh, in an intersection in Battleground, and we arrived on the scene to ambulances and fire trucks and. Uh, and my daughter's car was literally on its side in this intersection. And my first thought was, obviously, is she okay? That was my first thought. Well, we all were sort of talking about it later as a family that evening. And one of my other kids who went to see her there, she's like, mom, I've never experienced anything like that. I saw Summer's car on its side and I literally darted into traffic to get to her. Why? Because she wasn't thinking clearly. Why? Because she was panicked. And that's what happens when we don't allow the peace of God, and I'm not saying she did anything wrong in that moment, right? There are moments when you're just like, wow, you know, that happened. But when you let the peace of God rule in your heart, then every whim, every headline, every reel that you see on Instagram or Facebook is not going to set you into a tizzy because you're going to remember that you have a role to play and that God wants you to live at peace. We're going to be really uh, focusing on a lot of that, the, the peace of God in the new year, the peace of God that passes understanding. And the world can't access it. That's something that's really important for you to remember. The world cannot access the peace of God. And that's why they don't have it. No matter what is happening around us, we have access, men and women, if you know Jesus, to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so your heart can be at peace. The peace of God is not constrained by our circumstances. It's the unmistakable sign of the presence of God at work in our lives. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a gift. And if ever we needed the gift of peace, we need it right now. Uh, We have written, I have written for you a devotional. It is called Peace Be Still. And if you're looking for uh, a way to just get into the word just for a few minutes every day and study the topic of peace, I think you're going to love it. I'm going to take a look at why and how we can live with what is called the perfect peace of God. What does that look like in the midst of this crazy upside down world? Well, it's the same. Jesus said, it's the same now as it was when Jesus walked the earth and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the world might be in panic mode, but thanks to Jesus, the children of God don't need to be. We can live in the perfect peace of God. So I've got two choices for you guys to study the peace of God with me this season and quiet your heart and focus on the coming of the Prince of Peace. If you head on over to my shop, I'll link back to it in the show notes today, but you can go to uh, HeidiStJohn.com, just click on the store I've got a Peace Be Still 14-day printed devotional for you. It's absolutely beautiful. And I think you're going to love it. And we will ship that to you. So uh, check it out, Peace Be Still. It's a 14-day printed devotional. Or you can dig a little bit deeper into the word with the Peace Be Still digital Bible study that I've written. And either one of those would be a great way for you to get your family, gather around, and just spend a few minutes every day talking about why it's so important that the Prince of Peace 
comes into our world and changes us. We also have scripture memory cards. Some of you have been doing this with me for several years, but we've changed it up a little bit. And these are sets of beautiful uh, scripture memory cards for you. And we've done them in two themes this year. One of them is the uh, battlefield theme, which you know me, I'm always like off the bench onto the battlefield. You're going to love it. It's beautifully illustrated. And then also the theme of peace be still. So we're really excited to bring this stuff to you. And again, this is a printed devotional. So if you hurry on over to HeidiStJohn.com, click on the store before those are gone, uh, we will get those in the mail to you. That is a 14-day printed devotional. It's beautifully illustrated, something that you can sit around and read with your children. It would make a wonderful Christmas gift. If you'd like to study what the Bible says in more detail and more depth about peace, you can do the Peace Be Still digital Bible study. That's also in the store right now, along with scripture memory cards and two sizes of scripture wall art. We have also done something new this year in the shop, and I'm hoping you guys will take advantage of it. We have bundled some of my favorite things here. So bundles of books with different products. And so it's a great way for you to give a gift that your mom or your aunt or your sister will treasure this year. Again, those are available right now in the Heidi St. John store. So just hop on over to HeidiStJohn.com. Listen, we love you guys. And I love to see you really operating in the peace of God this holiday season and into 2024. 2024 promises to be a very interesting year, absolutely interesting politically, geopolitically, but here at home as well. And we need to know what it means to live in and operate in and pass on the peace of God, which the Bible says passes understanding. It's available to you. And I hope you guys will study it with me. Hop on over to HeidiStJohn.com, click on the store link, and you'll see all these things available for you right now at the beginning of the holiday season this year. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We love the reviews that you're leaving for the show over at Spotify. If you guys want to interact with us, that's a great way to do it. Leaving reviews for the show at iTunes and also making sure that you get your questions to me by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I want to thank you guys for your support of the show, for subscribing to it and for uh, visiting our sponsors. It really does help us to keep this program coming to you five days a week. We've got a brand new set that we're working on. Like I said, we're we're pivoting here uh, at Firmly Planted Family because the studio is not going to be ready. And so we're working really hard to get that up and available to you in the next couple of weeks. We appreciate your prayers and your support and your encouragement. Love hearing from you again. You can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Have a great day, everybody. Make it a good one. And I will see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.